Welcome back to No Matter Where, No Matter When. Season the, two. Season two. <laughs> Woo! Um, so we're laughing because we just spoke for an hour um, for this entire episode without recording. So apparently we didn't learn anything from season one. one. <laughs> but it's a really great topic for today. So we don't mind speaking all about it again. Um, so today's topic is sex, battle of the sexes. Yep. So what we mean by that is not actually like battle of the sexes like they do on TV shows. We mean that in the sense that men can sleep with as many women as they want. And they've got game and they're Mac daddies and they're patted on the back by their boys and blah, blah, blah. But if a woman does it, she is a whore and she is slut shamed and she probably has multiple diseases. Yeah. So we have a problem with this. Yeah. Um, because we don't know where it came from. Anya, we have a problem with it for many more reasons other than that. But we don't know where it came from. We don't know where it began. And what we were talking about on the uh, first try of <laughs> recording this episode is that we think it comes from basically that like kind of like insecurities and that masculine need to be the alpha male it's just something that i think was again you look back at history you know Mm -hmm. men have always been an alpha male men have always been inferior and sorry if we're offending any men that are listening it's just something that was never untaught if that makes sense it does and frankly i don't feel like this should be offensive because we're not telling you not to be alpha men. I just think the actual definition of what an alpha male is has gotten lost over time because like my ex literally on our first date called himself an alpha male. Um, he is not, that should have been your first alpha. There were so many red flags and I just ran through towards the shiny red lights. (laughs) Um, But anyways, in his mind, an alpha male was this, you know, this strong guy that, you know, his fighting MMA and him, you know, just kind of being an asshole and having women and girls fawning over him. That's what made him an alpha male. And I once said to him, the only time I stood up for him, stood up to him, stood up for him way too many times. But the only time I stood up to him, I was like, you know, part of being an alpha man is taking care of what you have at home. Yup. And he seriously failed at that. But he fails at everything. So ah, I digress. Um, <laughs> but being an alpha male does not mean that you have to degrade your woman. No. On the contrary, or any woman for that matter. On the contrary, being an alpha man, you shouldn't degrade anybody. You should have more confidence than that. And we, we discussed this. Part of that is being able to communicate with who you are with. Mm-hmm. If you cannot have an open conversation about sex with who you're having sex with, the things that you like during sex, and, you know, working together to create more passion and pleasure, you probably should not be having sex with that person. I think it's also more than just being able to talk about what you like talk about what you don't Don't like like. yeah talk about your fears talk about you know you know there are people that are scared of having sex with the lights on why there are people that are afraid of having sex with their clothes off why talk about these things if you're having sex with someone you know be able to talk to them you know sex is supposedly the most intimate thing you can do with somebody So if you're going to let someone shove their dick inside of you, (laughs) then you should be able to be like, hey, listen, I don't take off my shirt because I have body dysmorphia or whatever it is. Or I have scars on my stomach from abuse when I was a child or whatever it is. This is the person you're you're being intimate Intimate with with physically. Why can't you be intimate with them emotionally? And if you're a guy that pushes those subjects, And then runs and tells your buddies and talks about it. You're a fucking douchebag. Yeah, you are. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. If a girl is willing to give you their time just as much as you're willing to give her your time and they are telling you their insecurities, 
openly Mm -hmm. and you're not willing to talk about them with her and instead run to your buddies and continue to make fun of her, you're a douchebag. You are. You're part of the problem. You're also not an alpha man or a man in general. Because she could very well be running around and telling everybody you have a small dick. Just saying. It's a two-way street. The other stigma is that women that sleep around are dirty. And they carry venereal diseases and STDs and things like that. Ali was talking about, you know, she had a guy recently who was asking if she had been tested and wanted her results. She was willing to provide those. 100%. But what was nice about that and why, well, first off, that doesn't bother me because if you're having sex with someone, then you should be willing to talk about getting tested and Mm -hmm. be willing to share that information. But what I liked about that is he was willing to share his results with me too. So I knew he was clean. He knew I was clean. Great. Let's go have fun. Yeah. But, you know, I have been sexually active in the past. I have been very sexually active in the past. I'm not ashamed of that. I have slut shamed myself in the past, but that's because I've had people slut shame me and that's on them. That shows their insecurities, not mine. I'm obviously very secure in my sexuality because I continue to have sex. But, um, I dated a guy where I told him my number and this was a few years. This is seven years ago. So there have been many more people since then. Um, but when I told him my number, then he ignored me for four days. And then when he started talking to me again, he started asking me if I'd been tested and my response, I wasn't even really angry. I was more angry about the fact that he ignored me for four days than the fact that he asked me to get tested if I'd been tested. And I told him, I said, listen, have you been spending four days trying to figure out a way to ask me if I've been tested? Festering with those questions. And I, cause I was like, if you have, you, you could have saved yourself four days and just asked me while we were having the discussion four days ago, said, I'm not ashamed of that. I get tested every year mm-hmm. when you're supposed to, as women get pap smears and all of that, I get tested for everything every year when I get my pap smear. So I'm not ashamed of that. If you want to ask me if I've been tested, go right ahead. You want to see my results? I'll show them to you. I don't give a fuck because if you're going to have sex with someone, you should know they're clean just as they should know you're clean. Yeah. But just to assume because someone has lots of partners or has had lots of partners that that automatically means they're dirty. That's rude and degrading because I don't assume that, you know, if I sleep with a guy who's had sex with, I have slept with a guy who's had sex with 200 people and I did not assume that he had STDs. We discussed, you know, safety and we discussed being tested and he got tested all the time and was very safe, as safe as you can be. But, you know, I didn't automatically, when he told me his number, I wasn't like, oh, dude, how many STDs are you carrying? You're like in a bucket. Like, I didn't think that, you know, I just thought, okay, you know. He has lots of sex. Carry on with the conversation. And that's how it should be. There should there should not be this, you know, oh my, just, oh my God. No, just triggered thinking about Monk. I don't even think that was a thought. Yeah. And he progressively slept with half of South Florida. He really did. He slept with so many people. I don't even think I was thinking about that. And that's irresponsibility on my part. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now... Are there women out there that sleep around that don't use protection and, you know, get pregnant and have abortions or, you know, pass around their goodies that come in the form of STDs? A hundred percent. Absolutely. But it's not every woman. And just because a woman is a seasoned veteran does not mean that they are a whore. Again, we we talked about this. I would want to know if I was a man besides, you know having a penis and doing an elephant trunk circles all day, I would want to make my experience more pleasurable. Mm-hmm. And if a girl was willing to tell me, Hey, you know, kind of don't like that. Why don't we try it this way? I don't think I would want to feel inferior to her. And I get that, but I would also want to do it because in the long run, isn't it going to benefit both of us? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what sex is? It's not a take, take, take. It's a give and take. 
So I think that depends on the person. And I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I slept with a guy last year who told me there are three types of guys. Mm -hmm. There is the one guy that is all about himself and doesn't give a shit if you get off. He gets in, gets Gets off, gets out. Literally. There's this... (laughs) Exactly. There's a second guy that is, you know, about you. And then... There's the third guy that, you know, he's in it to be with you. Yeah. So it's equal. Yeah. And I feel like the third kind of guy is very unique. Because in my experience... You have yet to find out? No, I have found out. (laughs) More often than not, it's one of the other two where it's been like, let me get you off all day or I'm going to get off and be done. Yeah. Um, It's either I'm very selfless or very selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, But there have been a few people that were like, you know, I want this to be great for the two of us. And those are the people that have been like, what do you like? What do you want? That's great. I'm, you know, I'm never going to be the person that's going to be like, no, please do not go down on me for an hour. (laughs) I don't know many women. I can't say many women because I know a few women that don't like that. I don't fucking know how, but I know there's... Because there are some men that don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, they just don't like somebody's face in that region. I mean, you're sticking a penis in there. Yeah. Um, You go down on a guy, it's the same Honestly... Depending on the guy, I'd rather one or the other because some guys don't know what they're doing with their dick and some guys don't, don't know, know what they're doing. doing with their That's mouth. That's a fair it's a fair statement. It's like Batman and Bruce Wayne. We can't say it's not women either, because there's some women that go down on guys that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Absolutely. No, it's, so it's that's it's, the thing is that all of sex should be equal. Yeah. Everything about sex should be equal. The next president should put this in their campaign. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. Everybody will vote for you. If you campaign about sex, I will vote for you. (laughs) But no, I'm serious. Like some guys are good at giving head and some some girls are good at giving head. But some guys are bad. Some girls are bad. Some guys don't know what they're doing with their dick. And some girls lay there and just starfish the fuck it out and just don't move. And I've been there a few times. I'm also half asleep, so there's difference. Yeah. But no, I, I wake up ready. No. <laughs> like, John used to wake me up at like three in the morning, and I'd be like, all right, let's do Listen, this. There's some nights that I'm momming hard, and he has needs, but I'm not saying that I'm going to reciprocate right away. I got to wake the fuck up sometimes. Okay? Happens. I'm like, it's not all the time, <coughs> but sometimes. I'm like hit or miss. Because there'll be some nights where I'm just like, huh, we can have sex, but, you know, I'm not going to be my A game. Yeah. And then there's other nights where, like, I'll get woken up and I'll be like, let's okay. do this. Yes. I am awake just and depends. ready within the second And that's second okay. Contact. And again, these are conversations that should be, if you're having sex with somebody and you're intimate with somebody, these are conversations that should be happening. Yeah. Apart, and I, I spoke about this, I've been with my husband for 14 years. I was only the third girl he was ever with. I, on the other hand, test drove a lot of cars. Mm-hmm. So it's been very interesting to see how we've grown. Yeah. Intimately. You know what you should have done? You should have made a video from like the first time you guys had sex and then make one now and compare. No. I mean, you can't do that now. I fucking wind up like Zach and Mir. What was that called? Zach and Mirny make a fucking porno. There's too many people that be able to have access to that unless I got like a personal camera. Not happening. I was not into it. I had a personal camera I, when I was in Tampa. I, I made not videos. With you. I made videos with New York. I cannot. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Not that New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When he came to visit me in well, Tampa. I mean, we, I understand that. videos. I've tried. He's just not for it. But part of the fun of us growing as a couple is that I've been able to train him. That's great. And I know it sounds, you feel inferior. I'm sorry that you're a pussy. Um, but there's been things that I have not trained him. And he will do. And I don't know if he's watching or whatever. But he says it's just him listening. He's, like, going through the feedback. 
But something that people or men, women, whatever, don't take into consideration, mostly men, sorry for bashing men, but you know, you guys don't listen, um, is that all women like different things. Yeah. So you may be really, really, really great with the first person you had sex with who trained you, but you know, your, you know, your good person who you have sex with might like something different. So that's another thing too. You have to be willing to grow. Because yeah. I feel like you could be really great with the person you were with for six years, mm-hmm. but you were really great because you worked with that person for six years. You get with another person and they do not like anything that you did with the previous partner. It's fine. So that's, you have to be, I feel like sex is constantly, it's, it's always evolving. You're mm-hmm. always finding different things to do. Yeah. There's always new toys coming out. Um, there's different positions that are being created. Some by mistake, some people have spent hours practicing. So it just depends. But if you're not willing to evolve and you're willing to stand on that soapbox of I'm the man, I'm supposed to make the decisions. I don't give a shit what you have to say. You're not evolving. No. You're a fucking royal douche. You're also probably not going to get laid a lot. No, you're part. Well, Monk was like that. He was very quick to tell me what he liked. And you really think he's getting laid a lot right now? I don't know. We've had this conversation. <laughs> we'll have it that so many times. He could literally just be, you know, you need to <coughs> procreate. I don't fucking know because he's a monk now. I don't really care. Um, but he was very big on, not big in the literal sense. He was very big on... <laughs> what he Oof. wanted and it was never what he's average it was never what I wanted mm-hmm. um we had also discussed this too because this I feel like is a huge stigma stigma when we talk about you know the battle of the sexes what your partner looks like yeah or who you're having sex with I am a bigger girl and with him it was prime example mm-hmm. In the beginning, he thought because I was a bigger girl, I didn't know there were certain things we weren't going to be able to do. I flipped that fucking script real quick. Yep. Um, just because someone looks a certain way doesn't mean that, A, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Correct. They're not up for learning how to do it. Correct. And you cannot teach them. Mm-hmm. And or they are not able to because we're going to get off on a tangent when we talk about this. Celebrity crush is a huge one. Yep. Could you imagine having sex with Jason Statham and him just not knowing what the fuck to do? Dear God, no. I mean, besides dying and him having to call an ambulance as he's leaving because you're in (laughs) cardiac arrest. But, I mean, we've had this conversation in a previous episode, if you've listened, and it will be a episode that we elaborate on, like, our worst experiences. Mm-hmm. Things that were built up so much in our head, and then it happened, and we were like, damn it. Damn. So that's another problem. I think that, you know, a lot of men have this stigma built up that bigger girls can't do certain things in the bedroom. Yep. Women have done it, too. Yep. That men that look a certain way should be expected to perform a certain way. Or, or that they can't perform a certain way. Yep. And I was telling Allie, there is a couple on Instagram. <coughs> I need to find her. There's a couple that I follow on Instagram. They're a prime example. Um, and it is a woman who is a bigger girl. Her husband is a bodybuilder. And they constantly fight because they will go places and women will entice her husband. You have a fat wife. You shouldn't be with her. And he worships the ground that she walks on Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. Um, But she says, you know, I can't tell you how many times on social media we get in boxes and he gets these beautiful women who tell him, leave your wife. You know, she can't be doing the things that I know that I could do. And I think, first of all, if you're a woman that does that, you're a piece of shit. 
second of all, if you're a man that's going to judge a woman based off of how she looks without, you know, trying, you're also a piece of shit. Um, there's a huge stigma around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. Another stig- you know, couple that is stigmatized a lot is Jelly Roll and Bunny. Jelly is a bigger dude. And Bunny is, again, if you're listening, Bunny, and I hope I don't offend you by saying this because I mean this in the most endearing way. Um, she's like a modern day Pamela Anderson, like upgraded. Mm-hmm. She's fucking gorgeous. And people talk shit all the time, but she's obsessed with her husband and he's equally obsessed with her. And they have their own thing going. You know, they sign NDAs and bring other people into the bedroom. And that's just what works in their relationship. Mm -hmm. I was listening to their podcast and they were talking about, you know, one of the things that he loves about her is that she openly communicates while they're having sex. She will ask him, hey, how do you want me? Does this work? Do you want me to turn around? Do you want me to flip upside down? Do you want like those are conversations that need to be had. And just because somebody looks a certain way doesn't mean they're not open to trying, learning or they don't already fucking know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, on our, our last round of trying to do this, it's <laughs> talking about, you know, there's this, it, the double standard where if you have, like, a nerdy girl, she's obviously a freak in the sheets. Yeah. But if you have a nerdy guy, he obviously has never gotten laid and has no idea what he's doing. And I Allie to, can debunk that fact. Yes, I can, because I had that thought. <laughs> and I was... So greatly surprised that I was wrong um, because the nerdiest guy that I have ever been with is like God's gift to women to eating a girl out. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> that was like a transcending magical experience. It's always the quiet ones. Yeah, and he's like really just great guy also um but not what you would go, go for no either. not my type in any way at all that that's why we never did i mean but yeah no but he's he's just a really great guy and you know he's sweet as can be i'm very happy for you know how his life turned out for him but seriously like wow <laughs> like wow there's also the stigma too. It's, I'm not laughing because it's not funny. Um, if you're a guy that's with somebody that's not up to what you are atypical to be with, don't go talk shit to your friends. One, it's not going to work in your mm-hmm. to your advantage. No, um, it's just going to make you look like a bigger asshole. And two, nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, you can run back and tell your friends all you want. I'm sure you're not being truthful. Yeah, I also think, like, I don't know. I feel like in those situations... You could be saying someone has a fat vagina, but you have a small dick. Yeah. So, watch what you say. Yeah. I mean, Monk was prime (coughs) example. It was not, like... I think because I was so infatuated with him, it worked. But he was, like, subpar. He wasn't, like... Oh, my God. But I think the problem is also, like... I don't know. I think that there is also that, you know, when we're growing up and first having sex, we always have that thought size matters. It's the motion of the ocean, baby. It really is. (laughs) It is the motion of the ocean. I mean, granted, if it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny. No, if you're a chode, it's not going to work. If you can't feel it and like it's just not there, then. Then you better get a strap on. You know, there may be a problem. But if it's just like not big but you know how to use it totally digress i don't know if anybody watches uh and just like that the spinoff have you been watching the new season no i'm watching okay so this is a prime example i'm gonna ruin this for you that's fine i like spoilers um on one of the latest episodes one of the characters meets a guy and everything hits off like atypical what she's looking for and they get all the way to her apartment and they go to have sex and he pulls out a penis pump. <laughs> Austin Powers. And then the late, like the episode, the next episode happened and he got off. Mm-hmm. She did not. Aww. And she pulled out a dildo and he was highly offended. And my thought logic was like, 
but she didn't finish. Like, super, really, I'm right here. Like, that's unacceptable. We just, you know, and she's like, that's great. I um, I didn't come. At least she was honest. And he's like, you need to put that away. She's like, she just kept doing her thing. Good for her. And he got offended and got up and put his pants on. And she's like, I'm sorry. Well, all I hear is, <laughs> I'm not judging you, but you're literally judging me because I'm trying to get off. And he laughed. They stopped talking. But that's, I mean, it's prime example. Mm -hmm. You, if you are not willing to accept that sometimes, you know, sometimes women take a little bit longer. Sometimes they need more than one orgasm to be satisfied. And honestly, even if, you know, the majority of the time in your relationship you get off, I do not know any person who has sex in their relationship that has gotten off every single time. No. It does not happen. No. You could be a fucking porn star. No. You're not going to get someone off 100% of the time. No. You know, it just, it doesn't happen. And things factor into that. You could be stressed out. You could be tired. You could just not be. You could be interrupted. Like, you know, like shit happens. Like you're not always going to get off. No. So if you need a little bit of help later on or you need a little bit of help, like, why is that part of the fun? Plus, I also have a question for our male listeners. If you could like message us on our Instagram and let us know what is more offensive, lying and faking an orgasm or pulling out a vibrator after and being honest that you didn't get off, but inviting you to join with the toy to help her get off. Yeah. And if you're not willing to help that situation, you're not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that there's just a lot of double standards because like, even with that, they were obviously not really dating. They were obviously just testing the waters. Yeah. For him, it's okay. But for her, it was but not. But for her, it was not. not for not her okay. to be comfortable enough with her sexuality to have a toy and want to use it to get herself off. Yeah. Because he didn't do the job. And in the episode, like she gets it and she's like, all over him, like touching him and wanting mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And he's just like, are you kidding me? And, you know, I died laughing because she's like, I'm sorry. You can't hear the buzz of my vibrator, but I have to live with. No. Like, I just, I just don't get it. And like, it bothers me because like, as someone that has had a lot of partners, like I am judged by that by some yeah. people. I'm not even just men. I'm judged by that by some of the people that I call friends or used to. Mm. Um, And you know what? Like, that's fine. That's your prerogative to judge me. That's, you know, that's on you. But like, but why? Yeah. What are you so insecure about that you have to judge me for that? For something so simple as who I let put their dick in me. Yeah. I think that's a big stigma too, is men do not want to talk about insecurities. No. Because of that alpha male, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is such a stigma and men feel like they have to be dominant in the bedroom and women cannot. I'm sorry, but I think role-playing is fun. <laughs> and wouldn't you want a woman to take charge? Like, you, do you always want to be the one that has to lead and do all of the work? No. Who wants that? I sure as fuck don't want that. Sometimes my jaw gets exhausted and my legs cramp and my knees start popping. So, tag, you're it. Those are conversations you should be having. Those are things you should be willing to do when you have sex. Not instead be like, oh, well, she couldn't do this. She couldn't do that. So, yeah, no, it's not going to happen again. And then you text them at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're drunk. (laughs) You can't see me, but I'm looking at you, monk. Um, Yeah, it's just – and, again, there are women out there. We we discussed this. There are women out there that, you know – I they've created these stigmas because they get pregnant and have abortions or they carry STDs or, you know, but they sleep around with every Jack, Jose, and Harry. But here's Harry. my issue with that, okay? Why does that make them a whore? Like, what is the actual definition of a whore? Because to me, that just means that they made similar choices, yeah. but it just didn't end up the same way. Yeah. Because what is the difference between girl A having sex with 50 partners but catching an STD or getting pregnant and girl B having sex with 50 partners 
and not. Yeah. What is the difference? There is no difference. Exactly. So why is the girl who happens to get the STD slut-shamed? Why are either of them slut-shamed? But it doesn't always go the way you think it's going to. But it also, you know, there's men, there's women out there who shame men. 100%. But then will cry because they're sleeping around. I can name one in particular mm-hmm. that will literally sleep with somebody. But the minute that they he mentioned another girl, she slept with him and then his best friend the next day. And the minute he shows interest in another girl, she'll lose her fucking shit. So that's not okay. Yeah, no, I don't. But then you wonder why when you fight with them, they call you a fucking whore. Well, I mean, you you did the same thing to them, just not directly. See, that's where communication does. Yeah. Because here's my thing. First off, guys, if you're listening, communication is important. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're a guy in Canada, don't just fucking run away from your problems. But anyway, I digress (laughs) again. Isn't Niagara Falls in Canada? It is. Maybe you should go fill it and cry a fucking river. Anyways. Maybe they should just take a barrel ride. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Anyways, communication is important. And the fact of the matter is, is like for me, right now, I'm over that stage of just wanting to sleep with as many people as possible. Yeah. I don't really want to sleep around anymore. And that's fine. And the person that I'm choosing to sleep with now, I told him that. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to sleep around. Yeah. But in nowhere in that conversation did I tell him... You can't sleep around. Yeah. My only thing, sleep with whoever the fuck you want. We're not in a relationship. But be honest. But be honest with me. Yeah. Keep yourself safe. Yeah. And if something happens, you're not safe. You're not protected. Keep in communication with me. Yeah. So that I can keep myself safe. So I had told Allie a a previous story about uh, when my husband and I first got together I had a bout of cervical cancer and it started because it was HPV. Mm-hmm. My husband did not give it to me because you can be tested for it. Um, it was a previous X and apparently it stayed dormant and something slipped within my immune system and boom, it activated it. Um, when I reached out to said X, yeah. I was basically told I was disgusting that I was out of my mind for thinking that it was him. It was because I was a dirty bitch were his exact words, I think. Um, And I got what I deserved. And then I knew it was him because his partner after me had the same problem. So here's a little tidbit for guys. If you don't know, guys carry HPV on the tip of their penis and it can stay dormant. But you also carry the gene to be able to pass it on. So if you're not being safe and have not been tested, you'll never know. And you can wind up passing it to somebody and possibly giving them cervical cancer. Yeah. And I was telling Amber also, like, I had HPV a while ago. Went away. I haven't tested for it in many years since. But when I tested for HPV, I had two partners. I was living in New York. Mm -hmm. And... Both of them were incredibly understanding. Yeah. Both of them cared more about if I was okay than who gave it to me. Yeah. Like, neither of them even really asked. Neither of them really even, the thought didn't even come up. Yeah. It was more so, like, are you going to be okay? Yeah. Like, are you sick or, like, I think they got the H and V part mixed up with a different (laughs) one. But I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, I just, yeah. you know, I got, I have to get tested now every six months because of the cervical cancer yeah. um, possibility. But I was like, no, I'm fine. I feel nothing. I'm good. Yeah, and it just depends. <laughs> Kyle was a little confused. I, I, I think at one point he had thought I was sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he went to the first appointment with me where I had to have um, the colonos- coloscopy, it's called, where they freeze and they cut. We scrape it. Um, uh, they, and they took the biopsy, you Mm -hmm. know, to, uh, that she had to explain that, no, he was tested on the spot and she had to explain that, you know, it can stay dormant Mm -hmm. and certain things can activate it. Yeah. And 
she was able to tell him that, you know, it wasn't, this isn't something that just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, she went and slept around and boom, she got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a conversation, you know, a very hard conversation that needed to be had because then, you know, I went through a good year and a half spout of having to go through with every six months going to have basically a DNC and get the biopsies. And, you know, I'm thankful that everything's okay, but, and I was able to have Madison because that was one of the biggest yeah. things, you know, they don't tell you is when you contract cervical cancer, there is a chance that you cannot carry a child. And I was told that. Um, but you should be communicating these things. There's no reason why you cannot mm-hmm. go and get tested. There's no reason why if you are intimate with somebody, whether you are in a relationship or you're just intimate with them, mm-hmm. that you should not be able to have these conversations. I don't give a shit what soapbox you stand on yep. and how you feel and how alpha male you may be, or even if you're an alpha female, these are things that need to be had because there are so many unknowns. Absolutely. You know, we, I have a teenager and we're starting to have these discussions and, you know, I was trying to explain to him that sex is not just getting pregnant. Nope. There's so much more that goes into having sex. Yeah. And there's so many more dangers that can come out of having sex mm-hmm. rather than just a baby. You know, everybody yeah. stigmatizes just pregnancy, but there's so much more that comes with it. Yeah. Um, there's beauty in having a child. You, know, yes. you don't want to have a child too early, but there's beauty in having a child. Yes. There is, there is not beauty in gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. And you know, those are things. That's another thing too. You know, um, I think it's very stigmatized with kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up with mean girls that if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to die. Yep. I had just had this conversation with David and told him, you know, when I was 13, I was put on birth control because my periods were irregular mm-hmm. and I would get my period so bad. I would mm-hmm. be like in pain. I was bleeding like perf- almost like hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a solution to kind of regulate my hormones because when puberty hit, it hit me and it hit me in a bad way. I got put on birth control when I was 12 because of ovarian cysts. Yeah. So I will never forget going into that appointment and like them having the discussion with my mother and I, my aunt, (laughs) the woman who raised me and I, and leaving that appointment and she called me a whore and punched me in the face. For being put on birth control? Yeah. So So now you're going to be a whore. And I literally like got hit in the face. I never actually really got the sex talk. I did. I got the puberty talk. I got the sex talk and it was like, if I find out that you have sex, I'm going to sew you shut and you're going to go to boarding school. I got sort of a sex talk on the way to the hospital with my first pregnancy (laughs) scare. I think we discussed this and your mom, your mom didn't have to have that conversation because she figured you already knew what you were doing. Well, she asked me if I was pregnant and I said, I didn't know. And then she took me to the hospital and told me I was a slut and lectured me about the safety of sex yeah. on the way to the hospital. Then I found out I wasn't pregnant. I had an ruptured ovarian cyst. It was a delightful day. Um, great memories. But, you know, I never had the sex talk. Yeah. We are starting to have that. And I think that's important. Because yeah. honestly, like, I mean, granted, my intro to sex was not good. <laughs> um, but... I think it's in, I think honestly, I may not have started being as sexual as I was at such a young age yeah. had someone talked to me Yeah. because I got my period, my period when I was 10. Yeah. I started doing shit with guys at the top of the chapel when I was like 12. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was fucking horn dog at a very young age. <laughs> so, but nobody talked to me yeah, about those yeah. things. And, you know, I talk to my mom now. I'm very open with my mom now. Um, it's a different dynamic though, too, because you're an adult. Absolutely. She's still not comfortable with no, it. No, like, I, I don't think I won't... any parent is ever comfortable with this, I'm... but these are conversations that need to yeah, be no, had. Of course. I wouldn't call my mom and be like, yo, guess what? This dude just left my apartment. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. 
but I am open with her and I do tell her like when I hear about like kids having sex or stuff like that or young kids getting pregnant or something like that and she's so mortified by it and I'm like in my head I'm like but why yeah like I'm more mortified by the fact that these kids aren't learning about sex yeah. Then I am about the fact that they're having sex. There was a conversation I had with David and he, I signed a paper for him to take sex at the, the end of last year. Mm-hmm. It was like a week long thing that they broke up. It was an hour a day. So by the end of the week, it was five hours that they did it. Okay. And when I'm explaining these things to him, because as uncomfortable as it is for me and as awkward as it is for me, because, well, I don't have a penis. Um, I want him to know that he has sport. Mm-hmm. I want him to know, I don't want him to come to me with his penis out and be like, hey, how do I put this thing on? That's fucking not. That's why you get bananas and cucumbers. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, Sweetheart, get there soon. (laughs) Um, I mean, yes, 100%. But I want him to know that it is okay to be curious. Mm -hmm. It is okay to ask questions. Mm -hmm. It is okay to know that if he is unsure and something happens, he can come talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want him to be closed off to the idea and think that he has to sneak around to do anything Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that. Yeah. My introduction was very similar. I mean, I got put on birth control and was literally told, oh, now you're a fucking whore. And I got punched in the face. Yeah. And it was nothing to do with me. I wasn't even thinking about having sex at 13. But just because I was put on birth control, that automatically, and, you know, my aunts had thought, oh, well, now she's going to have sex. No, I was still playing with Barbie dolls. Um, they were having sex. I wasn't. I, well, they were taking baths in my bubble bath together, I Ken was, and Barbie. Um, I was doing shit I shouldn't have. <laughs> but, but it was regardless, I felt like I had to sneak around, and I had to be very candid with who I confided in. I don't want that. For him. I get that. Madison, I think, will be very different. I literally just told Nicole that I'm probably going to purchase a chastity belt. But I think it's harder for me. And again, this is a stigma that takes place too that nobody talks about. She's carrying the baby. Mm-hmm. I know what her body's going to go through. Yeah. But I also, with David, you know, he can get multiple women pregnant at the same time. Yes. So Here's- I want to protect her from that. But I also want him to know to not just stick his plug into every outlet that looks shiny. So I agree with how the David situation is being handled. When Madison gets to that age. I'm going to give her to you. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because whereas I joke all the time about how I would handle it um, and just like throw her to the wolves, I would totally never do that because no. that's awful. But no, I think that it's very important. Yeah. Because something that I went through was I was not taught to respect or love my body. Yeah. Which I meant that. that the men that I dated and the boys that I dated did not love well, and, and respect, respect body. my body. Yeah. And I was treated very poorly because I was not taught that these were things I deserved. Yeah. So whereas, yes, talking to your daughter about, you know, the things that guys could do to her body is very uncomfortable and you don't want those things to happen. You want her to know that not only she deserves to have good things done to her body, but that, you know, that it's okay to be touched, but there are certain ways you should be touched. Yes. And I've talked about this with David. I literally just had this conversation with him the other day. That, you know, I want him to be respecting girls, Mm -hmm. but I also want him to respect himself. Mm -hmm. And that comes into play. You know, I'm very Madison seven. And somebody said, well, how does she know what a period is? Because I tell her. Because she should know what a period is. She will walk in and be like, why are you bleeding from your vagina? I'm like, well, every month, this is what happens when you're not pregnant. She should absolutely know. So, you know, she's petrified because you're bleeding from your vagina. But I tell her, you know, she knows now. She sees me bring out the heating pad and immediately says, oh, mommy, it's that time of the month. You know, so. But that means, you know, when she gets hers, she will be prepared. I think this is a good test drive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very difficult because I don't 
no men and women puberty hits very differently. Absolutely. I don't know what happens to boys other than, you know, the wet dreams and, you know, they wake up with stiffies. Yeah. You know, I know what happens to our bodies and what happened to me and I can elaborate on that. But, you know, I, there is a huge stigma around it. Somebody had said to me the other day, well, if he's wanting to have sex, you're promoting it. No, I'm not fucking promoting it. I'm letting him know that these are open and honest conversations. And as awkward as it is for me to talk to him and him to talk to me, these are things that need to be done because I don't want him to be someone who repeats history like his mother Mm -hmm. and winds up with a baby. Yeah. Before he gets to experience life. Yeah. You know, and again, again, I said this, it's not just pregnancy. You know, we've had to have to talk about venereal diseases and STDs and different things that can affect him and how they affect men versus women. Yeah. And that, you know, you should be ensuring, don't be a douchebag about it and be like, yo, you're not tested. I'm not touching you. Hence this whole podcast uh, episode. But, you know, that who you're choosing to do this with, you need to know that you're both being safe. Mm -hmm. Because we talked about this the other day. Movies like The Pregnancy Pact, where girls now are tricking guys to have babies at young ages to trap them. I don't want that for him. And also these girls that think it's cute to be pregnant. It's not fucking cute. It has its moments that are cute. But these girls are like, oh, maternity clothes are so cute. I want to be pregnant. Yeah. Um, there's the more to pregnancy than just maternity clothes. It, there's more to pregnancy than just maternity clothes. There's more to having a baby than just, oh, my God, I have a cute little baby. It's fucking hard, guys. Yeah. Parenting is hard. So if you are a young girl, whether it's here or internationally that is Mm -hmm. listening, it's not easy and it's not something cute. I encourage you, and I say this to my own children, when you decide to have a family, do it with somebody you like. Because regardless if you want to spend forever with them or marry to them or not, you are stuck with that person for the rest of your life because you created a life together. There's going to be family events that you're going to have to attend. If that child has a baby, you're not going to not be a part of your grandchild's life unless Absolutely. you're a fucking douchebag. Absolutely. And you're going to have to be around that person. Mm-hmm. So make sure it's someone that you want to build a life with. And again, I understand I'm not calling out divorce. Divorce happens. A hundred percent. It's okay. People can separate their ways, but you still still should be amicable with that person because at the end of the day, you created a life with that person. I love those things you see online where, like, the families are at, like, baseball games. And yes. They all have the shirts that, like, yes. mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, uh-huh. and they're all together. Like, that's co-parenting at its fucking finest. Yes. And that takes maturity. Yeah. Because I – or, like, those wedding videos you see on TikTok where it's the dad and the stepdad, stepdad. walking mm-hmm. the girl down the aisle. Yeah. Like, I love that because that is maturity. Yeah. That, you know, though I guarantee not every day is easy for those families. And there are situations that are difficult. But that is respect and maturity for the parents on all four sides. And, you know, it's hard. And, you know, and for girls that are having sex, if you choose to have unprotected sex, and by the way, you do have a choice. It is your choice as well. If a guy Mm -hmm. walks in and is like, I want to fuck, but there's no condom, then you say, bye-bye. Yeah. Unless you want to have unprotected sex, that's your choice, but you have a choice. But also, please remember, abortion should not be a form of contraception. Oh, Jesus. That's a whole episode within itself. Like, you know, I just, I actually had this conversation with the guy that I'm sleeping with right now. I had a, we talked about it yesterday and he was like, well, what would happen if you got pregnant? I'm like, then I have a child. I'm like, I'm 33 years old. Yeah. I know the repercussions of my actions. So I know that if I have sex with a condom or not with a condom, I know there is a chance of getting pregnant. Yeah. So I'm not going to have sex without that knowledge. And then if I get pregnant, be like, uh, abortion. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It shouldn't work like that. No. And for girls that are out there that take plan B, Just to let you know, because this unfortunately happened to someone that I grew up with, um, she was not able to carry a child full term. 
she had to have a surrogate because what that's doing is it is every time you decide to have an abortion Mm -hmm. or take an abortion pill, because that's basically what plan B is, you are decreasing your chances to be able to carry a child to term. And, or if you are able to carry a child, you are increasing your chances for that child to be formed and born with some kind of deformity. So there's women out there that would kill to have babies. I was one of them. So just be cautious. And the fact of the matter is, is honestly, I feel like girls are really embarrassed to go buy condoms. If you're dating a dude that somehow, oops, always forgets to bring a condom, girl, go to fucking Walgreens and buy some fucking condoms. Buy a box and keep it at your house. Exactly. Keep it in your purse. And guys, if you think a a girl is a whore because she pulls a condom out of her purse... You're the problem. Yeah. You're the problem. When when John and I were dating, I bought all of our condoms. All of them. For four and a half years, I bought all the condoms. But you know what? I was never embarrassed. Because the fact of the matter is, what do I have to be embarrassed about? Yeah. Why are people embarrassed to have sex? That's like guys that go and buy girls' tampons and they're like embarrassed and hiding them under their shirt. For what? Yeah, why are you embarrassed that one, you're a great dude for going to do that? Saying. And two, why are you embarrassed that your woman has her period? Like or or the guys that are embarrassed by the word period. Yeah. I'm like also if you're embarrassed to talk to your girlfriend about your feelings on having sex on their period, grow the fuck up. It's just a little bit of blood. Like if you don't want to have sex on your period, just say I don't want to have sex while you're on your period. You don't have to be like, ooh, that's really gross. What's wrong with you or whatever. Like, come the fuck on. Like, it's a part of life. There's also, we. I was talking about this with Ash, my friend Ash. My, she's more like my sister. Mm-hmm. Ashley, um, David's aunt. Yeah. We were talking mm-hmm. about foreign countries mm-hmm. and how we would love to travel. But a lot of places women are looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So one of my all-time favorite scenes from Sex and the City 2 is when they break Samantha's purse because they think that she stole it. Mm-hmm. And it's a real one and all the condoms fall out. And she's in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, condoms. I like to have sex. <laughs> and they want to, like, stone her mm-hmm. right there. And a lot of people are like, I can't believe you like that scene that's so culturally insensitive. What's culturally insensitive about that? Because that's not their culture, and she was promoting that she's disrespecting that culture. And I was telling her, I said, see, here's my problem. I would love to travel the world. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to go to a place where I have to cover myself completely. I'm expected to do certain things at certain times. Now, if I'm going for the full immersive experience, I 100% respect other cultures. Yeah. But a lot of times I think that this alpha male role is culturally instilled into certain men. Oh, it is. And it's wrong. It shouldn't be like that because we are so progressive. Yeah. And it's not just the United States. So for all of our international listeners, it's changing everywhere. It is, whether you like it or not. And this, these are conversations that should be had. Now, I understand in certain cultures, sex is very hush-hush. Fine. Like, in that scene in Abu Dhabi, men are dominant. Look at my family in Israel. Yeah. It's, you know, like, it's... Yeah. And, you know, you talk about having a cover. If I go visit my family in Israel, I have to cover my body. Yeah. Besides the fact that I'm covered in In tattoos, tattoos, the fact is, is that I have to have my collarbones, my elbows, and my knees covered. Yeah. And I have to wear a skirt. Girls cannot wear pants in that culture. And if I go, I have to respect that. But I also have to wear long skirts because I have tattoos on my ankles. I have to cover all the way to my wrists because I have tattoos down to my wrists. Like, I have to cover up. Yeah. So I will not be going in the summer. (laughs) I would Um, hope not. But the fact is, is that, like, sex is not spoken about there in that culture. You know they're having it. Each family has between 8 and 20 kids. Jesus Christ. God rest their vaginas. You know, my cousin just married a dude that's the oldest of 15. What the fuck? And it, this woman has literally been, like, having kids the majority of her marriage. 
and like the older kids are getting married and she's still having babies. Like nope. Wonder Woman right there. But the fact is, is they don't talk, talk about, about sex. And that's a stigma within and itself. The, the fact of the matter is, though, is we don't know what they're talking about in the bedroom. Very true. They could talk about sex within themselves, within their couple. That could just be another but they don't, incident. Yeah, they don't <laughs> talk about it in the culture. Yeah. But what is very interesting about the Jewish culture is before those people get married, because they don't hear about sex at all yeah. in their entire lives. But right before they have, they get married, they both have to go to classes. About sex? About sex. Huh. They learn about sex. They learn what to do. The man learns how to please his wife, and the woman learns how to be pleased. Okay. Sign me up. And there well, is... Well, not me. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. There is actually, you know, a lot of Judaism is based around, like, you know, respecting and appreciating the woman for Good. what she does. And like, granted, there's a lot in Judaism where like women are not, you know, supposed to read from the Torah and the Orthodox. And yeah. like, there's a lot of things that women aren't to do, but they are to be appreciated for what they do do. 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 So, you know, they, when they open the Sabbath and start on Friday nights in the religious communities, they sing a song called Eshes Chayel, which is Woman of Valor. And the whole song is the husband is supposed to sing to his wife, basically, thank you We're for just yeah. being an amazing woman and strong and, you know, providing for the family in the ways that you do. Yeah. So, you know, whereas there are weird things for me that I don't understand, like the covering of the body and yeah. stuff like that, you know, there is a lot in that world that is about respecting the woman. Maybe that's something we could talk about, sex in different cultures. Yeah. So if you're listening internationally, please reach out to us on our podcast, mm-hmm. Instagram, because I think that's super, it's a super interesting concept. Because every culture has sex. Obviously. Like every single culture Obviously. has sex, or else they wouldn't exist anymore. Or there would no be, be no generations. Yeah. So so I think that's an interesting podcast that, episode that we could do, is how is it explained in your culture? Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of research we'd have to do for that episode, though. Yeah, it'll be a later episode, but mm-hmm. I would really like to know, like, even you just explaining how it is in Israel, mm-hmm. it would be so interesting to see it's just, it's, how it's taught in different cultures. Yeah, and it's not just That's in like, Israel, it's in the very religious Jewish look, communities. Yeah. But, but even, like, uh, I have a friend who is super Italian, mm-hmm. super Italian when I tell you, like, they homemake everything mm-hmm. still. Um, I remember her telling me one summer she went up and she was visiting her great, great grandmother. Very nice. And they went to go make homemade sauce and she was not allowed to make it because she was on her cycle. Hmm. So they believe something with a cycle, it throws off, like it will sour the batch of sauce. Interesting. So, and it all ties into, you know, sex. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, really? It's just fucking sauce. And she's like, yeah, no. Like, I was literally not even allowed to, like, put my hands. I was not allowed to touch it at all. But it's interesting because there's also, you know, different cultures that have different feelings about fertility. Yep. Stuff like that. So, you know, sex plays into every culture and everything in all of our cultures because our lines and our cultures and our religions all die if we do not have yeah. sex, yep. which is why it baffles me that we don't talk about it. But there's such a stigma around it. That it's so taboo. Yeah. Because, you know, and men talk about it amongst themselves. You know, men, you know, have always talked about it amongst themselves, even yeah. during times when it was okay for men to sleep with as many women as they wanted. And women We're weren't living supposed to have sex with anybody. Yeah. Except their husbands, when they were called to. Well, even look at historically. Yeah. Historically, back in what what is it, like the 50s, 40s, they didn't sleep in the same bed. They yeah. had two twin beds in one room. And when mm-hmm. you were a married couple, that's how you went to bed every night. That's how the Orthodox are. So Still. that's, it's, it's just progressive. You know what I mean? Things have changed. Mm-hmm. And you know they're having sex because they have yeah. three kids. And... You know, they, they just continue to procreate. Mm-hmm. So there is such a taboo around sex. And I think these seem to be our episodes that we indulge in a little more. Because 
who doesn't like talking about sex. That's what um, we're trying to figure out. But there's such a wide range of things that we can discuss. This one was just specifically to deal with, you know, the male versus female perspective. Yeah. So I think that's something we would open up on our Instagram. So if you're listening, even internationally, if you have not found us yet, please look on Instagram. It is no matter where, no matter when. With no A's. With no A's in it. Um, Whether you DM us or you're responding on one of our posts, uh, just let us know. Yeah. Because it would be kind of cool to even do an episode where maybe we could have people on from different countries talking about it. Yeah, it would be interesting. And I think, you know, the, the thing the thing about sex is that I think what's important about us keeping this, you know, dialogue open. Like, yeah, like our first couple episodes about sex are our most popular episodes, which I think is <laughs> great. And it is us having fun talking about sex and our sexual experiences. But... What I'm kind of hoping by opening up this dialogue a little bit between us and then with our listeners is that we talk about sex so freely that maybe then people will start understanding that they can talk Talk about sex freely. And maybe it'll help end that stigma a little bit because really like we're embarrassed about talking about the way we all got here. Yeah. There is no one on this earth that was not brought here by having sex. The stork did not bring anybody. No. Even if you were adopted, someone had had sex sex to have you. Yeah. So we're embarrassed to talk about why we're alive, how we're alive. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case. And to go back to our original, you know, topic before we end is – For those of you that judge, whether you are female judging females or male judging females. Or gay versus gay or trans versus trans or whatever it may be. Let's just stop judging people based on their partners. Yes. Because the fact of the matter is, is it doesn't matter. If you're sleeping with someone and they've had many partners before, that has nothing to do with you. And frankly, you should feel really good about yourself because especially men who need to have the confidence and be alpha male, if your woman has given up all of that dick (laughs) to stick to yours. And it's small. Sorry. Just kidding. I digress. You, you're doing something right. So stop worrying about who she was with before and just be happy that she's with you. So just have confidence in your relationship, have confidence in your woman and women, same thing. If yeah. your dude has had a lot of partners, but he's sticking to you, you're doing something right. So have confidence in your relationship. Or if your woman has had a lot. If you're a woman who's with a woman who's had a lot of partners. Yeah, just have faith in your relationship. Because the fact of the matter is, is the less faith you have in your relationship, the less confidence you have in your partner, the more likely they are to stray. And have the hard conversations about being tested and being checked regularly. And this, it should not be something that's concealed or yeah. something that if someone decides to ask it, you should be offended. Um, because Definitely. sorry to tell you, if you're a woman, you should be doing it yeah. already. And girls that are starting out, if you're listening and you're young and you're starting to have sex or you're older and you're starting to have sex, it really doesn't matter. If you're going to start having sex get tested at least once a year. Yeah. Everything. Find a good gynecologist or a good primary because a lot of primaries do it too. A lot too. of primaries, you do pap smears. Um, just get tested. Do the pap smear. Do all the blood work. Do, you know, walk in there and just say, test me for everything. Yeah. Because besides the fact for your partner's safety. It's for your safety. It's for your safety too. I promise you, you do not want to go through a bout of cervical cancer or treatment or, you know, Anything else that can come out of it, whether it's AIDS, HIV, whatever it is, yeah. it's more important to know, um, be in tune with your body, be in tune with your partner or partners, whatever you're choosing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just be safe because at the end of the day, obviously we all like sex because it just continues to happen. Yep. We continue to grow and to populate. Um, just be safe about it. Make safer choices. Don't be judgmental about it if somebody's doing it and you're not or whatever. If they're a seasoned veteran, if they're not a seasoned veteran, if they look a certain way and you don't want them to look a certain way, whatever it is. Just stop judging in general. Stop making the stigmas because at the end of the day, 
if you're choosing to be intimate with somebody, you chose to be intimate with intimate with them for a reason. Yeah, don't be embarrassed or care what other people think. It really doesn't fucking matter. No. And if you have judgmental friends that are going to judge you because of who you're fucking, forget the fact of you're fucking someone who they don't like. Get better friends. Yeah, that's a big one. Talking to you, monk. So I think we'll end it there. Um, As always, if you want to talk to us, we are on Instagram at no matter where, no matter when with no A's. Which is interesting because no matter where, no matter when should have two A's and we're both an A. I just thought about that. Yeah, that's weird. It's kind of cool. Anyways, um, and then we forgot to say this in the beginning because we were so excited to be back for season two. But <laughs> we are not professionals. We um, are not doctors. We just have a lot of experience and we want to share our knowledge from that experience and our opinions. Yep. Um, so until next time.